brought to you by the world-famous Hustler Casino in Los Angeles, California, and PokerRags.us. This is Sessions, Season 6, The Final Chapter. Can we go from rock bottom, buried in debt, homeless, and in desperate need of therapy, all the way back to flush, simply by never giving up, no matter what? I don't know, but this is the year we find out, so buckle up for one last ride. Week 9 of 50, the Hustler Casino Live family meetup. The session. So it's 11.45 a.m. on Sunday, February 26th, 2023. I walk into an already bustling Hustler Casino. Aaron Queskin is just behind me with a box of shirts I ordered. They say HCL Family on them. Each one a black shirt with HCL in white and family in red, like blood. I talked to DJ Washburn and Raver, who have set up a DJ stand just below the Hustler Casino Live stage. They've been there for hours already. They've been instrumental in making this day happen. I've taken the lead on turning a meetup for a few people into a meetup for the entire Hustler Casino Live family one that will be bigger than any meetup in the history of poker. Why the fuck not? We got the best show. We're all about making history. Let's do it on this day as well. Raver and Washburn are locked in. They've done their part. They're ready to execute on this day. I talked to the floor people. They're fucking ready. I talked to the hosts. They're ready to help. There's a production company there. I talk to them as well. I sign a waiver. What the fuck is this production company doing here? Two projects. The most immediate I will be a part of. I'll be in at times, but it won't be about me. And it will be incredible. I've seen a preview of the work they do, and it is out of this world. Not only incredible production, but incredible talent, storytelling with cameras and footage. And the second project, I'm actually going to be the main piece. And that will come later. But I know this production company, and I talked to all of them, and they're going to film this meetup. And I said, anything I can do, let me know. I said, yeah, if you're going to have a conversation with this person or this person, cue us up, wave me over. In fact, can we mic you up? Of course you can. Okay. But the first, the next hour and a half or so, I'm just going to be organizing Taking these people that either work on the show, own the show, or play on the show, and have, they've agreed to come on this Sunday from 1 to 7 and bounce around and play 2-3 No Limit Hold'em, $100 to $500 buy-in with fans of the show and friends of the show, which are one and the same. I'm going to be organizing them. I'm going to be greeting them when they show up walking them over to that box of HCL family shirts, having them get a shirt that fits them, put it on. I'm going to bring them over to the DJ booth. We're going to introduce them and kind of auction them off in a funny way. Just who wants to have this person at their table? And the guys from production are there early, Neve and Dave. And Dave seems a little nervous. Neve doesn't. And let's auction off Dave and Dave from production. And people are kind of looking around like, who's that? And I just start cheering and they start cheering. And it's not even one o'clock yet. It's supposed to start at one and it's starting early. 
all right, let's get him out there. And he's a little shy. And I can relate to that. When I was his age, I was beyond shy. More on that to come. The buzz already. We're still we're still at least 45 minutes away from this thing officially kicking off. The buzz is insane. Tables are filling up. And guests are showing up. Who shows up first? Big John from Palmdale. And we go in for a handshake and half hug or whatever the hell men do. I suck at all those things. I usually just try and put my fist out for a fist bump. But on this day, I know that's not going to suffice. So after an awkward handshake, hug, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, we get him a shirt and auction him off, introduce him, send him to a table. And then I see Ed Fishman and his son Jesse. Ed Fishman is a Los Angeles legend, used to work with Dick Clark. You could Google him. His son is a fan of the show and likes my dumb as fuck commentary. My light-hearted commentary is maybe a better way to say it. And he enjoys Max Payne Monday as well. And I've met them before. And I want to introduce them to the production company. And they're already friends of the show. And it's nice to see them here. And isn't that so family for a father and son to show up together? I fucking love it. And I'm butchering all the handshakes with the Fishmans and everyone else. Ryan Feldman gets there, and he's low-key. He is just a chill young man, and he is also, I think, pretty proud of what he's created. Uh, I'm just guessing, because he's not going to say it. What he's going to do is go get his HCL family shirt, put it on, and after you know, shaking some hands and maybe talking some business, he's going to go out there and punt off to the fans. DJ Melody shows up. He's played on our show a few times. Hey, man, nice to see you. Grab a Corona from my bucket. I got a bucket of Coronas like I do when I'm playing, and I just told the waitress, just keep filling that thing up. Grab a Corona, an HCL shirt. We're going to send you to a table. Sashimi shows up on time. Okay. Can we auction you off? No. Okay, we'll just send you to a table. Francisco the Pro shows up. I've never seen this guy smile like he does as he walks up to the stage, the DJ booth. Because guess what? The Crystal Room is full already. It's full of tables for 2-3 no limit, 100-500 buy-in. And there's eight seats, and we're putting six guests at each table and we're going to have two seats for people from the show. And we quickly decide uh, we're going to have too many tables for that. Let's put seven or eight at each table and have one person from the show go to each table. And when he's walking in, DJ Washburn is on the mic and he's spinning and there's music going. And the vibe is like you've never experienced in a card room before, I promise you. And just to see the pros smile is something. He does smile when he jokes and when he needles and when he wins big, wins big pots, but not like this. You, you've never seen this guy so happy, and it's, it's fucking nice. Israeli Ron shows up, another butchered handshake. The pro was wearing a flower collared shirt. I didn't think it was right to uh, deprive the people of that and put an HCL family shirt on him. So he's just going to go out, out there in the jungle in that, and the jungle being the entire floor, the hustler, where it's going to be standing room only soon, but Israeli Ron will put on that HCL family shirt, and he'll go over wherever you ask him to. Music's playing. The room is filling up quickly. Don't even know if it's 1 p.m. yet. Ronnie Ebanks comes in, dressed amazing. He's got some first shit going on. He's got a hat, and he is dancing to the music as he comes in. What an entrance, Ronnie Ebanks. Barry shows up, Barry Wallace. 
I actually have the best handshake with him because I've been shaking his hand a decent amount lately. And I suck at all of them, but I pull that one off okay. I never knew how to shake hands, and, and I still don't, and I prefer not to. But it's nice to fucking see Barry Wallace. And he gets a, a big ovation. Sent him off to a table to punt. Mariano shows up. Mid-20s, superstar in poker, vlogger. He's done meetups before. He's done the kind of meetup, the classic meetup. Ten tables. There's one seat open at each of them. He cruises around all ten over the course of eight hours. And he gets a piece of the rake. And people get to play with their favorite vlogger for 20 minutes that day, maybe. Well, this one's different. There's going to be someone at every table and Mariano's not going to make a dollar. None of us are. I said from the beginning, we're going to give our share of the rake to charity. And Mariano snap accepted. And I don't know why. I'm proud of him for understanding at such a young age. It's not all about dollars. It, it, it's really hard to be as balanced as he is at that age of understanding how to crush the highest stakes and understanding how to get fulfillment in life by just doing something awesome. And he's dressed awesome with sunglasses on. He's been enjoying some adult beverages, it appears. We'll send him off to a table. Playing check Ben, same thing. Vloggers are showing up. Wolfgang, Wolfgang said, I want to play on Monday. And he reached out to me weeks before. I said, well, Monday's booked. I said, we're having a meetup Sunday. You think you could help me bring people and you could show up? He said, I could do that. I said, okay, I'll bump someone. I'll get you on Max Payne Monday. And that's a deal. And, and he, he showed me that he put in efforts. I wanted, the way this meetup started was Sashimi and, and DJ Washburn were going to have one of those meetups I just described. Ten tables, they each go around answer the same questions, talk about the same bullshit. And it's, you know, some people like it. And they said, do you want to be part of that? I said, I never want to be part of that, one of those. I said, if you want, let's do this right. And we'll get as many people from the show as possible. We'll make it an HCL family meetup and we won't take any money. The, the percent of rake that we get from the hustler, we'll give it to charity. And, and Washburn was like, yeah, that's a better idea. I like that. And from that point on, I started recruiting people from the show, starting with the owners and the dealers and the floor people and the players, of course. And it wasn't hard. You tell them it's for charity and they're in. You tell them they're going to make a few hundred bucks, they're not in. That's the kind of people that uh, I think we attract. And and those, those are my kind of people. And so Wolfgang's there. This other kid, Branson, who's not part of HCL family, but maybe he will be someday. I've met this kid a couple times. I enjoy him. I, I like I like how he isn't too thirsty. He probably wants to come up in the poker. He's not too thirsty. There's nothing worse than someone who's too thirsty. This kid's not like him a lot. I'm glad he's here. Yeah, you know, might do something for him at some point. And I'm, you know, putting people in their different spots while also... Doing something that does not come natural to me. Taking selfies. Um, you know, I guess I'm poker famous now. And it, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not that kind of person where it doesn't do anything for my ego or self-esteem. But it makes me feel good, good that people enjoy watching me play poker. And, and, and more so, they enjoy my commentary on this show, usually twice a week, that I can provide them with an escape after they get off work, that I can also teach people what I know about poker. It doesn't work when it's too serious. Sure, you can have a stream game that, that works because everyone's on stream and that's why they're there. But in the real world, the real poker world, I should say, it doesn't work. You got to keep it fun, keep it light, make everyone feel welcome. And, and, and I try and do that while also entertaining people. And, and mostly people want to take selfies with me because they like my commentary. They don't like watching me play as much, but some do. And again, it's just 
I was very resistant to this at the beginning. Like, what? Why do you want to take a picture with me, man? I'm broke. What, what the fuck? Like, I'm just, I'm on the grind, just working a bunch of jobs. And now it's just, this is your escape when you get off work. This amazing show that I'm lucky to be a part of. Sure, I'll take selfies with you all the time, even though they don't come natural to me either. And now we got owner Nick Fertucci and his friend Veronica Brill showing up. And they got the Nick Fertucci podcast shirts on. I said, that's cool. Go grab some HCL family shirts. Let's get those on. And yeah, HCL family, don't ever forget that shit. Alec Torelli, same thing. Thanks for coming, man. Also could do a meetup and make money doing one. The the way I described before. And I'm not trying to shit on those, you know, people got to make money. and And if you're a vlogger... It's a labor of love and probably your your number one stream of income, unless you're huge, is meetups. So do what you got to do. But uh, that's not what we're doing here today. And um, I like that Alec Trelli said, yeah, I'll be part of that for sure. More more folks from Palmdale, Mayhem, and the mayor of Palmdale, Sammy. Man, we're out of shirts already. People that didn't even RSVP are showing up. And when I was talking to... General Manager Sean Yapel about this meetup. The first question, once I kind of took the lead on it, first question I had was, what's the record? And I think he said Brad and Andrew had 16, some amount of tables in the teens. And I said, okay, well, we're going to break that. How many tables does Hustler have? And he said, we, we could have 40. And so I did 40 times 8, and I'm really good at math. And I said, so my goal is 320 people on the list. And I tweeted out a million times, updates. We got 53 on the list. Let's go. Here's how you sign up. We got 72 on the list. All right. Here's how we sign up. And shout out to Dave Tuckman, who also is in the booth twice a week, and Raver Poker, who's in the booth once a week. Push this shit. Tell them about this meetup. Tell them it's going to be the biggest party ever thrown in a card room. There's going to be music. When was the last time you played poker when there was a DJ? There's going to be some dancing. It's going to be historic. You're not going to want to miss it. And this message got conveyed five nights a week for several weeks prior to this day. And on that note, Dave Tuckman shows up. It's it's really good to see this guy. Get your ACL family shirt on and, and, and get out there. Mars and Sia, the the classy couple of Hustler Casino Live, part of the family. Thank you so much for coming. Let's get you out there with the fans. And it's not... The fans like playing with the people they watch play. But I think there's much more joy for the people who, who play on, the, on stage normally, playing with the fans, just realizing how much joy they actually bring to people. It can be very stressful playing on stream. We don't have any small games on stream. And you open yourself up to be targets when you play on stream. That bullshit investigation last year aside, the, the one, you know, I'm not talking about Garrett accusing Robbie. That got butchered in its own way. But I'm talking about all the other bullshit into people that did nothing and, and and weren't even a part of his accusation that shit aside uh you open yourself up to people saying you suck i don't like like the way you look um you know just the, the, what the internet is gonna do and on this day as my friend barry wallace would say nah it's all Love, baby. That's what he says. When, when every after I talk to him on the phone, all love, every time, all love. And it's not very often that you can go somewhere or be somewhere where it's actually all love. But on February 26, twenty three, in the Hustler, in Gardena, California, it's all love. I can't tell who's having more fun: the people who watch the show or the people going around to the different tables. But it, it's. It's something I've never witnessed before. And we had a few no-shows that, that said they were going to come, and that's okay. Julia from Palmdale showed up. DQ showed up with an assistant, 
handing out merchandise. He wants to give away stuff. He wants to cruise around his chair. He wants to punt off to the fans. He gets it to show Sandman. The, the first guy off the bench shows up. He's ready to punt. He's ready to drink. He heads right over to the, the bucket of Coronas, grabs one, gives me a fist bump, and he's off. And Magic and Lauren show up late. Of course they do. Who gives a shit? Bronx Bomber's here. He's ready to, to do the same. Just give action to the fans, people who recognize it's a show and also recognize this is something special. It's something it's never been done before to this extent. And, and let's all enjoy it. And then Dennis, who plays on our show, sometimes shows up with his friend Novocaine Poker. I met her. She seems great. She seems like she'll become a part of HCL family soon. Tita. You see Tita all the time. She brings people chips. She gets people food, what have you. You know, her and Louie do it, right? She's there. She's going to punt off. She is a punter. She's going to punt off in these two, three games. She's going to laugh. She's going to drink. She's going to be amazing. Get your ACL family shirt on. Get out there. Louie, who I just talked about. He's wearing a Kobe jersey. I'm not covering that up. You got to wear that Kobe jersey. Get out there. Suited Superman. Get out there. Mike X. Get out there. Jinx, the social worker, and Cairo. Chat pros. Famous chat pros. Get out there. Although I find out on this day that Cairo works at Live at the Bike. And as my 10-year-old son would say, I don't know about that one, Chief. Okay. So finally, the, the whole hustler is full of these two, three games. And there are people from the show everywhere, and most of them wearing HCL family shirts, a black shirt with HCL in white and family in blood red. And this is what I wanted. But now it's time for me to play. I'm the one who took this on to make it something well beyond a three-person meetup. And no one believes in community more than I do. And someone wiser than I pointed out recently, I think it was Worldwide Wob when he showed up uh, recently and, and jumped on stage for a pregame show with me. He said, uh, content is community in this day and age. And uh, as I'm going to get in the action and enjoy some Coronas, I've never felt the way I'm feeling before. And that's not to be a cheese dick. That's no bullshit. I think everyone you asked that was there will say they've never felt that, especially in a casino or card room. It's all love. It's Barry Wallace Day at the Hustler Casino. All love. No hate. There's no, there's no chance of hate. There's too much love that hate would just get squashed. And... All the tables are full and there's a hundred more on the list. And I don't know. It's a good problem to have. And I'm mic'd up and I talked to someone from the production company who happens to be a patron, someone who listens to my podcast, not just the public drops like this one, but the private ones as well. And, you know, pay, pays a small fee each month to, to get an RSS feed to my life story, um, and, and say, I would like to get something with you and Sashimi playing. And I said, what's best, on the floor or on stage? I'll make it happen. And, and he said, let me talk to you know camera people and sound people and all that. Okay, stage is best. That makes sense. Okay, what seat do you want me in? Two seat. Oh, that's good. I'm actually going to win at poker. And uh, okay, Sashimi, do you want to come up here? And can you take your mask off? And she says, no, it's her prerogative. Okay, move on. See ya. Will you? Yeah. Okay. But first, we're going to get some with Julia from Palmdale. And then we're going to, I'm going to be in the two. Julia's already in the six. And then we'll get her out. We'll put Barry Wallace in there. And then we'll get Nick Fertucci in. We'll get Sia. And we'll get Mariano. I said, you probably want to get Mariano in here. This kid, not only is he very handsome and a superstar in the poker world, but he's actually 
funny. He he he's got charisma. He's a real person. And, and let's get him up here. It'll be fun. But we're keeping the Fishmans up here, Ed and his son Jesse, because this is all about family. And we're keeping the father and son. You know, they're very LA. This guy was partners with Dick Clark. We're keeping them on this stage and, and some other people. And you know, we're we're playing poker. We're playing two, three, no limit hold'em. 100, 500 buy-in, and we're punting, most of us, and we're having the best time ever. And people who don't even drink are having Coronas. Big John says, I haven't had a beer in 10 years, but I'm having a beer, and this is the best. And everyone's coming up to me and saying, this is the best. And the people that work there are saying, this is insane. Good job. I'm saying, good job, you guys. And yeah, and so we film... They film, but we just really just have fun and, and and interact and and I had some fun hands. I had one where I had Jack Ten and, and basically this podcast you're listening to sessions is the private drops are not poker, they're just life story, intimate details of me trying to make a comeback in life, and I don't hold back. It's it's unabashed. If if I'm feeling a certain way, you're gonna feel it after you listen, and more than anything, it's an escape. And then the public stuff is usually session reviews. And prior to this year, I always did them into a microphone, um, you know, just audio only. But this year, I'm doing them on stage um, before I commentate. And then we pull the audio from it. And so I'll, I'll incorporate a little bit of poker into this. I had a funny hand on stage where uh, it came, a bunch of us are in for whatever amount pre flop. And it came uh, ace 10. X and someone bet and, and I had Jack 10 and I called and and I thought Jesse Fishman uh, had an ace when he called and Mariano called everyone called and then the turn was a break and I think it came running sixes something like that and it checked to me and I thought if I bet I'm gonna bluff I'm gonna turn my 10 into a bluff by over betting and maybe get Jesse to fold his top pair and he folded after thinking a little bit I think I bet 200 in a you know, we're just playing small in maybe 80. Um, and he folded, and that's what I wanted. And then I got back to Mariano, who then called with King High the rest of his stack. And it was beautiful. Get out the best hand, get called by a worse hand. And we're just having fun. I called a big bluff from Ed, where I only beat 5-4. It was like 6-3, six, 6-3, three, six, three, queen, king, ace. And I had... Six seven, and he went all in on the river, and I called. And partly the stakes are so small, it's just fun. And and, and partly I kind of, at least hoped he had five four, and he had five four. And this is this is the way poker really works. In any casino, is the stakes are not too high, and, and everyone's having fun. And you make a big bluff, and it gets called and. It's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna hurt him financially if he loses on a Friday. But either way, it, it just was so much fun. Um, and then it was it was time to uh, the production company left at, at four o'clock. So now it's time for me to get off the stage. Let others come up on the stage because I was kind of orchestrating the the footage they might get for this. And I'm gonna go to the far end of the casino. I want to see this thing that I helped build. Um, and just walking by, everyone wants me to join their table because they see me punt it off on Max Payne Monday. I said, I'll try and come back. But I want to go to the far end, and I get over there, and, there, you know, a table that's just close to, like, Baccarat and stuff, as far as you can go. We fill them all. And I sit down, and uh, I go all in with 7-6 uh, suited, just pre-flop, because... I won a bunch on stage, and the biggest stack seems to be about 500, and I'm just going to go all in every hit. And I get trapped by this woman that actually hosts, uh, I think she hosts or props there, uh, Limit Games or P. I don't know what she hosts, but she, I always see her there. I've never talked to her because everyone's just so busy, but she's there in this game. I think she probably came to play her normal game, but no tables. She trapped me with nines. No problem. Make a flush. I went all in with pocket four. Someone called me the ace queen. Door card four. I'm crushing. And uh, then someone traps me where 
they just over limp and I make it a bunch and they shove all in and they have about a thousand and I have to fold. I think I had jack six and they show a five. And I said, I'm buying drinks for this table. Everyone except for that guy, he's a sniper. And, and he says, he's kidding. And he says, uh, I'm a Patron. I love the pot. And you don't know how much that means to me. There's people. So my podcast has been going this is the sixth year. And I was really in a hole in all ways when I started it in 2018. And man, I'm getting close to finally fucking coming out six years later. And there's people that have been there the whole way listening and not judging, just accepting me for who I am and getting their entertainment and whatever wisdom they can get out of it. And I also built a community for people who support me a multi-platform community, a forum just like two plus two, but you know that's just the infrastructure. There's no trolls. No, that shit's not allowed. And we have Slack, and we have we have rake free poker and vig free sports betting. Just a really a, a community of communal folk. And so I know a lot of the patrons, but then I also don't know many of them because they aren't active in the community. They're they're busy in their own lives. They just like the content, and it's just so cool meeting them and and. And this guy's saying that, and I said, okay, buy him a drink too. And obviously, I would have anyways. And I see I see a lot of Sessions shit. Person's wearing a Sessions shirt. The, the, the guy who owns the production company is wearing a Sessions zip-up hoodie. It means a lot to me. It's, you know, you find yourself, not to get too dark on this, you know, in this brighter drop this happier drop by my standards. But you find yourself at rock bottom, which I did in 2017. You have nothing. You're fucking buried in debt. No bankroll. No residence after you initiate a long overdue divorce. You have fucking nothing, man. And you just try. You just try different things. I started a company called Poker Eggs, still going. And then this podcast has been the main thing. And it's been struggle um, to monetize it and it didn't even happen for a while and it was a slow process but then to see like it's become people's main podcast and and, and there's so many podcasts out there that you wouldn't ex- I was told no one will ever pay for a podcast okay well people pay you know about 6500 a month for my podcast and it's just fucking it's just cool. Things are going better for me, but I'm not trying to make it about me, but I just want to show or express my appreciation for for those people when I see them in their session shit. Let me take a sip of this Cherry 7-Up. Zero sugar. These people in the session shit, they know the journey that I've been on. They know why I wear, why I wear sunglasses everywhere. It's not to cheat at poker. Nah. I wear sunglasses anytime I'm on camera because I never wanted to be a public figure. I just always considered myself an artist, a writer for a long time, then a podcaster. I, I never want anyone to know my name or what I look like. I prefer privacy, anonymity. And then I wanted to play on stream. I just had to, man. I had to do it to, to, to spark my comeback. And so I'll wear sunglasses. That's the only thing I'm clinging on to with regard to anonymity, and it's probably irrational. They might come off soon. Um, They'll probably have to come off soon with this other project that's on the horizon. Anyways, okay, now I want to head back towards the Crystal Room because that's where the DJ is, and, and, you know, it's... Next time, we could have more DJs, but that's where the DJ is, and, and I you know, I want to just see how things are going. And I see Nick fucking airball. And he's punting it off and getting it in bad and winning, just like he does on Friday nights. But he's doing it at 2-3, and he's laughing, and he's needling the guy he stacked, and it's Nick Airball, and it's all love. And I said, let's flip for 500. I don't know. I just want to try and flip. I want to see if I can beat this kid. He wins. All right, fuck you, Nick Airball. Go, Go on to someone else. And Nick Airball just played huge out in Texas on some stream, and he had committed 
to, to being here on this day. So he flew back and came straight here on no sleep. This is HCL family shit. And then I, okay, let me flip for 200 with someone else. Lose. And then I see Dave Tuckman, and I really respect Dave Tuckman, and I appreciate him. Many people uh, guided me as I learned to become a commentator, and I'm still learning, obviously. Ryan Feldman hired me, I guess, on a trial basis when I had no experience. I just told him I could be really good at this shit. I just thought I could. Probably everyone thinks that. He just hired me because of my podcast. And so sometimes it's what you're doing opens up doors to something bigger down the road. And that's definitely the case with this podcast. But this podcast is pretty big as well. Anyways, okay, cool. Here, here, here's your shot on this amazing show. And first person that ever uh, that I was ever in the booth was was Mark Goon. And we did PLO, which he hates PLO. And I don't know anything about it. And it was great. But uh he taught me some stuff. Nicole Jurgens taught me some stuff. Raver taught me some stuff. And um, Dave taught me the most. And because I just spent the most time with him. And he's a pro's pro behind the mic. And he did a lot to get this, this event beyond capacity. I bet you the fire marshal would have lost his shit if he walked in the hustler on this day. And I want to play it with him. And also, this guy owes me 300 bucks from the Super Bowl. Uh, where he just posted some bet on Twitter. My th my th 300, year 200, who calls a timeout first? Whatever. I said booked. And then and then someone gave me shit, said, you're getting the best of him. I'm like, man, I'm fucking cleaning my apartment. I got my kids. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just booking something blind. And, and Dave's like, yeah, it's fine. 300, 200. He's, he's a whale, not only at the poker table, but in sports betting as well. And I won that, and he owed me. I haven't seen him since. So I'm going to go to his table. But the problem is, at these meetups, you're going to have some tryhards. Makes sense, right? It, it can't just be all people punting. Where there are punters, there are grinders. And I can just see at his table, there's some grinders. I don't want to be at a grinder table, but I do want him to pay me my 300 bucks. And I do want to play with him a little bit because I really enjoy this guy. And so he pays me 300 and I lose a quick 2000 plus at his tryhard table. And, and, you know, I was doing the opposite. I was going all in every hand. So it's not exactly, but I won a bunch at the beginning and now it's kind of going back to even. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I want it anyways. I don't really want to earn on, on this day. No, I, I just want to give back to the the people that I mean man it might sound corny as fuck but I really love commentating I really love the chat pros most of them and the moderators and all that shit it does feel like family to me it, it's a real thing I I feel good I could be in, in a bad state of mind and I pull in the hustler parking lot I feel a bit better and like I, I walk in there and like you know, people see me on tilt being a fucking baby, but they know, I think, what kind of person I am. And and I don't know, man. It it feels like family there. And yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it So I don't really want to be earning. I just want to be showing my appreciation and also helping to build the, the biggest meetup in history by fucking far. And um. Well, now I get called to the stage. And I remember when I got there, Raver said, don't look over there. And people were signing something. And I was like, why are they fucking signing something? And, well, it was my birthday the day before. and But it, that didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even know what was going on. I was too busy. I was too tr too focused on getting this thing going and, and spreading out the guests and, and whatnot. And so now I got to stand up there, Washburn stand up there, and, and Raver comes um, you know, rolling this amazing cake at me and he butchers it. The candles go out before it even gets to me. But I look at this cake and it's the most incredible cake I've ever seen. The detail, it's the stage and it's the intro of the show where I'm having a beer and DK is next to me and there's sashimi and Feldman comes in. There's that on the cake. There's the six and the nine of spades and it says, happy birthday, happy B-Day, D-G-A-F. And then on top is the actual table. 
and the detail is incredible. It has the WPT stuff on it. And when I was preparing the notes for this drop, I uh, just thought I should share what that cake looked like with everyone. So if you want to check it out, it's on my Twitter, at DGAF Poker Player. I posted a couple of pictures of the cake. It's incredible. And it doesn't even dawn on me who got it. I'm just kind of, the whole day is a whirlwind. And I see my girlfriend, give her a kiss. I say, you know about this? She nods. And then later, of course, she's the one that did it. And I don't know. It's, I talked to the guy from the production company. He's like, this is the shit, man. We're talking about HCL family and how important this show is. Not only is it a great show, HCL, it's important. It's, it means a lot to a lot of people. It's their comfort. It's their escape. And it's their family. And we had the father and son playing on stage for a long time. And we got all these people showing up. People are playing the Friday game, punting it off. And now you got this cake and people singing happy birthday. And shit, this shit's getting very real. And, you know, he Washburn says you want to say a few words. Fuck no, I don't want to say a few words. And I just want to cruise around and and clink beers with people and just be happy. And finally, it's uh, it's almost 7 p.m. And I'm back to zero. I might have been up three or 4,000. Back to zero. I have actually one $100 chip left. I give it to a floor man, Ben, who's been crushing all day. And back to zero. And, and, and that's fine. That, that's what I, I didn't, wasn't trying to earn. And it's seven. And the place is still absolutely popping. I say to Washburn, are you going to shut this down? He said, nope. He said, no one wants to, you know, people don't want to leave. And I'm thinking, well, I got to. I I, I got to go eat. Like, I've been, you know, I've just been drinking beers all day and, and running around. I got to go eat. It's one to seven. Uh, it was a success, a smashing success. So I go, where the fuck is sashimi? She's my go-to when it comes to restaurants. I want to go to Japanese barbecue. Love that stuff. It's great after you've been drinking and you just don't feel that guilty about eating it because it's mostly protein and, and it's just a good social place to go to. It's similar to Korean barbecue. I've never been to Japanese barbecue. And she's calling around and and finally, uh, well, I find her and, and and I say, can you find us a spot? We got 30 people. She's, okay, great. And she's playing, she's punting it off in her own right. I think Nick Airball lost the most. He lost 10K in a couple hours. You know, it's $500 max buy-in and you want to flip against me. Probably ran above expectation. But um, Sashimi's punting it off too. And, and when I found her, she was at the far end of the casino. She's playing next to my friend Laces Out Dan. And who's Laces Out Dan? I'm going to tell you who Laces Out Dan is. I told you about that community, DGAF community. It's available to anyone who supports this podcast or just buys the content basically at patreon.com slash DGAF poker player. Well, Laces Out Dan is a member of that community. And, and it was so important to me back in the day to have um, a screen name and not my real name on 2 plus 2 because I could just, I could be so unabashed and not worry about people even knowing who I was. And I, I really think that's that's cool. And I believe in it in online communities. And so when people, I say, if you want to join this community, you can pick a screen name. You can pick your own name too if you want, but you can pick a screen name if you want. And this guy chose Laces Out Dan. And I go way back with him. And I'm going to just pivot a little bit here and let you all know how I became a hustler, how I got the gift of gab. Uh, the, the entire story is in this podcast and the patrons who are listening right now. That's what I call them, people who sign up at Patreon. Um, I call them patrons, like bosses. Uh, they, they know the story, so I'll, I'll try and make it quick for them. But I was basically, I was a misfit. I was incredibly shy growing up, painfully shy, awkward, uh, in my own head. 
And I dropped out of college. I worked shitty jobs. I had plenty of issues. I still do, but I had more back then. And family issues, repressed shit that I didn't know about. And, you know, maybe that's why family is so important to me now, chosen family. But um, I needed to get away my early 20s, 23, 24. I needed to be by myself. I needed to become a man, really. And, yeah, so so I just uh, didn't have any interactions with anyone I grew up with, family, friends, nothing. I traveled for a year by myself. And... I worked for this company called Trappleton Enterprises, and they traveled around to um, state fairs and, you know, street fairs and and what have you. And they just set up different stands and they set up a basketball game with oval rims, but it's an optical illusion. And and that's where I, I learned most of my chops of getting people to gamble. And, and, you know, a soft hustle where it's just the game. They show up to the, the street fair. They know they're going to get hustled by the, the, the guy, you know, manning the basketball game with the oval rims. But you got to do it. You got to be entertaining. You got you to gotta do it clean. You, you can't piss anyone off. They might shoot your ass <laughs> if you do. But you don't want to be like that anyways. You don't want to be dirty. You just want to play the game. And it's kind of like poker where... You're always trying to get people to play poker with you, and you probably think you're better than them, but you got to do it clean. It's got to be a soft hustle. And so I traveled around, and Trappleton Enterprises, it was called, and it was owned by this sweet lady, and she was pretty hot, and that was Lace Dot Dan's mom and her shady boyfriend. And I would see Lace Dot Dan. He was just a kid back then, and he, uh, you know, he hated her mom, his mom's boyfriend. And I, uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot that year. Um, and I would see Lisa down every every now and then. He was a lot less trouble than I was. But, uh, yeah, I just learned how to talk and, and how, to, how, how to hustle in a very clean way. You know, just play the game. Like poker is, I say it's a soft hustle. It is, of course. You try and build a good game, and the people that have the money and they're there to dust it off and have fun, they get what they want. You get some money. It, it works, right? And and I would have to learn how to manage people, and I'd have to, you know, manage some some shady people, and, and, and just learning how to deal with different people. And it's all it, it, it's all in this podcast. And, and one of the most uh, the biggest turning points in my life was when I had worked 12, 14 hours straight. And then we had to drive from, I want to say it was Santa Rosa to San Francisco. We had to go over one of those bridges up into San Francisco and down to Bay Meadows. And that shady boyfriend uh, said, you're driving this Class B international truck over the bridge, up. In, and he said, you have to uh, keep your momentum going up the hills or you won't make it up the hills. Great. And this thing, oh, and, and the, the air brakes suck. So you got you to gotta really pump the brakes. Um, and and if, if you don't, they'll burn out and you can never stop that thing if you're going downhill and you have to double clutch to shift. And, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, no, let's go. And, and I remember, I don't remember if it was Santa Rosa that we left to get there. I think it was. I just remember it was easy. It was just a straight line. And then, and then, the sun started coming up and it was foggy and then we had to go over one of those bridges, Bay Bridge or Golden Gate Bridge, and then up the fucking steep hill in San Francisco, the city. And I could never come to a stop because if I came to a stop, the thing didn't have enough power to go up those huge hills. So I'd have to time the lights and I'm in this big old thing and I'm fucking towing like a fajita stand or something. And it was one of those, the, those moments where you're really tested in life and you just fucking man up. I remember I was just started singing some song I'd written as loud as I could. And, and I just, uh, you know, finally got to the top and then we went down into Bay Meadows and I just felt like a man at that point. And yeah, I just, that year I learned so much and it's what made me one of the biggest winners ever in live poker. You know, people will say, yeah, right. Well, it's just, it's just true. Like it or not, winning money in, in live poker is not about charts. Nope. 
Uh, I used to study everything back in the day, but it's not about that. It's about making the game fun and people are happy to lose their money for fun. People, people spend money to have fun and, and you got to create that and then and you got to give away. You can't try your hardest. You got to you got to make it so they have a chance. And, and but you're gonna win more often than you lose. And that's just something I've been doing for a long time. And it's well documented. It was documented on two plus two for ten years, and my podcast now for six years. And, and people are seeing it now. They're seeing it on stream and saying, "Oh, that can't be like you can't v pip like that and drink like that and win. You're cheating. Ah, uh, fuck you." Like. Just do a little research. But anyways, um, that, that year I learned all this shit. And, and this is, and then later when I came off that year on the road, I, you know, got a job working my way up in some restaurant delivery company that got bought out by Grubhub. But I hired Laces Out Dan. And uh, then we kind of lost touch for a few years. And then I hit rock bottom and started this podcast and, and he found it and reached out and he was one of the early supporters and and then the community DGAF community was born later and he's been a big part of that and now he's part of HCL family on this day and it's just fucking sick to see him uh you know catching sashimi's punts at their table and it's time to go eat let me take a sip of this uh this this you know, seven up cherry zero sugar and then and then we'll wrap this up So, so Chimmy finds a spot, and now I got to tell everyone who wants to go eat. But I've had about 15 Coronas. I can't remember who wanted to go eat. So I just start texting people and say, pass it on. I don't remember. And and we're getting out of here. My girlfriend's going to drive some people, and Tuckman's going to drive some people. And we got a lot of people driving, and, you know, we're going to caravan over to this this restaurant that I've never been to that supposedly can fit 30 people on short notice. And as we're walking out, you know, the music's still going. Raver's now playing poker. Him and Washburn were a big part of this. And there's so many tables still going. And other games are popping up. And it just feels good. It, it feels way beyond good that I got this opportunity from Ryan and Nick and Sean Yapel, the hustler has done a lot for me aside from the show. They sponsor this podcast and I do what I can to build games for them. And you'll see that they have they have big games now. Well, they at least have five, five, ten. They didn't have that before. They get a couple games a day now. And I've really pushed for that. And it's just all about reciprocating. Someone does something for you, you do something for them. And so when I had a chance to to do a meetup for this amazing show and this amazing casino that have been so good to me. And we went through some bullshit that, that still stings. That shit stings, man. That shit that, you know, it, it was focused on me for a while, for a long time. It was focused on the Tucci. That shit hurt. And, and like, I felt like we needed this. This would be like a very healing moment for the, for the whole group. And uh, I felt really good about my role in it. And yeah, so we, we start heading to the restaurant and it's blurry, man. And we get there and we all sit down and somehow we all fit these super long table and then there's this other table next to it in this private room. And if you follow Mike X on Twitter, you, you saw a video of it, when the bill was about to come. Uh, he asked Nick Airball, who's paying for dinner? And Airball said, jungle. And everyone started chanting jungle because Nick Airball just wanted to be pot off him. And it's just a, a friendly needle. And more than anything, as I'm, you know, I'm at one end of the table and I'm sitting next to the guy from production who's a Patron and, and he's sitting next to Feldman. And I don't need to tell you everyone who's there, but there's dealers, there's floor people and... You know, there's players on the show, and you know, me and Dave are there. So two commentators, and and man, it's it's chosen family, and it's HCL family, and like I said before, never fucking forget it. And if you want to hear what happens after this, 
you don't eat the rest of my life story, you got to go to patreon.com slash DGAF poker player and sign up for $4.20 a month. And then you get over a thousand hours of content and, and you get membership to that community I'm talking about where you can, you can interact with people online and in real life, like Laces Out Dan. And there were others. Uh, Alex Banana was at, was at dinner. That's another person who chose that, that weird fucking screen name in the community. Macaroni was there and, and so on. Um, and so what I do uh, when I do a session review, normally these are after a Max Payne Monday, but I didn't play on Monday because I had to coach my son in playoff basketball. So I normally review the session and then I go over three goals that I set at the beginning of the year. And so I'm going to go over those goals now and then and then we'll be done. Their numbers, it's 0, 35, and 219. I want to have zero debt at the end of this year. I had over a quarter million and no income or bankroll and bills piling up when I started the journey six years ago. And uh, we're at 155.5 now, but I got lots of income. And I got a lot of things going for me. And yeah, so it doesn't seem like that much, but but... I think we're going to hit this one. Got a lot of work to do. Um, but I'm, I'm so confident we'll get to zero. And I want to win 35 times on stream because I have different tiers of this, uh, of Patrons. And at a certain tier, you get to buy a piece of me every time I play on stream. And believe it or not, I think I'm plus EV when I play on stream. Even when I'm not in the, the, the cheater two seat, I think I'm plus EV. And so... Um, at, at, at a certain level, you can buy a piece, and I want to earn for those people. You know, they're paying more per month, and so I want them to get some money. You know, I want it to be plus EV for them. And uh, I, I've played eight times on stream this year, and I've won five. Uh, it's you know, I uh, I need to do better. I last time I played on stream, I actually played very well and lost a couple thousand. But yeah. Um, and then the last thing is uh, I want to weigh 219. The la so zero, zero debt, 35 wins, and 219 pounds. And I started the year the heaviest I've ever been. That shit really fucked me up. That shit of being accused um, by, as a cheater by so many people and, and, and the people with large platforms giving conspiracy theorists, uh, amplifying their voices and... Why to hurt? I'm a sensitive dude, and like anyone who knows me knows, I'm the opposite of selfish. I'm selfless. I used to be self-destructive, and now I just prefer to be selfless. And, and anyone who knows me, trust me. And, and I've been in this poker world for a very long time. And and yeah, I'm a hustler, but that's what a poker player is. But I've always done things the right way, and I've never done anyone dirty. And and the hustle is, you know is creating a fun environment for, for people to play in where I, where I think I'm a little bit better. And, and that's all, that's all I want to do is play a little bit better for providing the show. And, um, yeah. So w when I got accused and, and God, just, just so much slander beyond that, like it, it just really fucked me up. And like, I couldn't sleep f for weeks after that. And if you don't sleep, you're going to gain weight and you're going to be off any any um, eating guidelines you were on. And I started the year the heaviest I've ever been, 257.7 pounds. And uh, I want to get that down to 219. Well, you know, we're, we're three months or we're actually two months into the year. And I've, you know, spoiler, you're going to hear or the Patrons are going to hear in the next drop that I've had a pretty nasty stomach bug and it's been painful, but also um, I'm at the lowest I've been this year. It's 247.8. So that's a silver lining. Um, hope you enjoyed this recap of the HCL family meetup. Peace. This is the end. I hope you enjoyed this drop of sessions. Head on over to patreon.com slash dgafpokerplayer to get the entire story. When you sign up for all the content, you also get membership to DGAF Community, 
an online community of communal folk. I hope to see you over there. Otherwise, Just kidding, that shit was dramatic. But seriously, we are building something beautiful at DGAF Community. No nits, which means no parasites, no trolls, no haters, no judgment. Just two-way streets, equality, acceptance, and lots and lots of fun. Sounds pretty good. Doesn't it?